Good morning. It is Thursday, August 27th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Chris Hummer, National College Football Writer for 24-7 Sports. Chris, we just had to get together because ESPN has made it kind of official. They're, they're speaking this thing into existence. Uh, the, the company, or whatever ESPN is, the uh, media conglomerate, announced on Wednesday its kickoff times and channel info and broadcasting info for the week zero college football game, starting with two FCS teams going at it this Saturday. It's, it's kind of got us pretty excited, huh? Dude, I, I'm so pumped. It's been such a long off season since we've had football. We had high school football this weekend. I caught a lot of highlights. It kind of got the juices going, but there's nothing like college football. And uh, I'm, I'll probably even watch Austin P this weekend uh, with a little Mike Golick Jr. action on the call. It'll be fun. Yeah, Austin P versus Central Arkansas. In, in what is called the Guardian Credit Union FCS kickoff. <laughs> and I, I didn't know that was a thing. And, and then I was like, wait, I thought, I thought FCS wasn't playing. But each of these teams, Austin P, P in the Ohio Valley Conference and Central Arkansas in the Southland, like their conferences are not playing this fall, but they are allowing their member institutions to play up to four non-conference games, if it makes sense. And, and you know, if they find that it's safe to do so in the case of central Arkansas, they actually have two games uh, within Saturday to Thursday's windows. Central Arkansas will play UAB. That'll be on ESPN three, but I think it's, it's kind of cool exposure for these kids who otherwise would never be, have the chance to be on ESPN. And I think we're all going to be tuning into it at least the first quarter to see how it's going because it's college football in a time in which we thought we might not be getting any of it. Yeah, no doubt. Great, great branding for these schools too. Like they're the first fo- college football game kind of right off the deck. And uh, Austin P obviously caught a little attention a couple of years ago because Will Healy, who's now Charlotte's head coach, uh, made a lot of noise there. Uh, we've chronicled a lot of that at 24-7 Sports. And we have another story coming soon that kind of centers around Will Healy. But uh, yeah, two teams that are going to get a lot of great attention the next couple of weeks. And they're Frankly, like there are quite a few FBS transfers kind of taking part in this game too. So there's going to be some sense of familiarity for college football fans as they tune in. I want to backtrack a little bit before we get into the, the, the other games. And again, we're going to call this week zero. But you're right. When you say you're so pumped, I felt like a, a life was – I felt like full of life and uh, like so I was just given the greatest gift ever when I saw this press release and it included info on a new college football song, like really who cares? And it has hype videos for ESPN's new graphics package. And I kind of wanted to take the audio from, from those hype videos and like load them up into my phone and work out to it. It was just, it was just, it was just the best. And it was honestly maybe the most rewarding day of this entire off season. And it's been the worst longest off season ever it's felt like it's been three years, but it, and, and like things might go off the rails. Like who knows? Like North Carolina state and Virginia tech, they had to uh, postpone their game from September 12th to September 26th because of a COVID cluster at NC state. But at least like that, that was built in that they thought that could happen. And so they, they had some flexibility there. It's a reminder that these things are, they can change, but to see concrete plans that are, few days away a week away a week and a half away 
was really awesome. And for the first time in a while, I, I really felt like I could actually start personally investing in, in how Shane Bouchelle might look against Texas State or in BYU at Navy on, on Labor Day evening. And it, it was just, it, it was awesome. And it, it has me so excited for the week after week zero, which is week one, which is when the big 12 and the ACC start, start to play. So I don't know. I, I know we're going to break down some of these games, but I, I wanted to express my, my enthusiasm. No doubt, man. And it's, it's a really good feeling to see, like we have Kirk Herbstreet calling a game uh, next week, that BYU Navy game. Like that's college football right there. That's what we've come to expect. And uh, it's good to see Kirk not running off to the NFL as it was rumored this off season. Like he'll stay on the college football calls and we're going to have, like there's some really intriguing matchups here and I'm super pumped too. It'll be nice to have football in the air. I feel like talking to these athletes almost every day, like they've been working hard to have this season for months, even though there's been a lot of speculation about it not occurring and we're going to start like, and it's going to be awesome. And on the Virginia tech, um, NC State subject. That is why the ACC kind of built in those buffers in the bye weeks. Those are why they're there. And we kind of planned for this and we kind of knew it could happen. So as of now, we're full speed ahead of the season. And uh, a random kind of team having some exposure like that isn't going to derail the season from occurring as many people thought it might a couple months ago. Yeah. So the plan for the college football daily here, and we appreciate you bearing with us this week. Uh, our producer, Tony Levitt's on vacation. So this is all like no intro music, no outro music, no audio editing, really. I don't know how to do that. Um, well, next Monday, we'll, we'll have a breakdown of how that first game went. We'll take a look at what, the, what lies ahead in the week. But as we start to have live games, you know, as we start to have, oh, again, like we keep talking about Shane Bouchelle, like we'll have games to react to and, and games to break down and preview. And that's all really exciting. But yeah, Chris, let's do that sort of surface level week zero preview. I don't know if you got anything for <laughs> Austin Peave or Central Arkansas. I should know more about the governors. Like the, I, I, I live in Tennessee, but you mentioned the exposure for Central Arkansas. They're going to get UAB on September 3rd at UAB. I know you're a UAB guy, big fan of Bill Clark. Um, yeah, what do you got on that? Or, or, or even the, the first game if you, if you have done your research? I mean, we can, we can talk about all these games. Central Arkansas versus UAB, very big Bill Clark fan, one of the most underrated head coaches in the country. Completely turned that program around when he took over the job. He had to endure a two-year wait for the program to kind of essentially die and then come back to life. And in the time since, UAB has been among the best programs in its conference for a while. Um, if we're just talking about players individually, which is a big part of why I like watching some of these kind of group of five games early in the season, you could see really talented players and future NFL guys. Uh, for UAB, it starts with Jordan Smith, uh, their edge rusher. Um, he was in our original top 50 players in college football a couple weeks ago. And um, I think he's in the top 25 now in our re new kind of revitalized rankings. He's one of the best edge rushers in the country. He's going to be a high NFL draft pick. Originally a Florida signing out of high school, kind of took the JUCO route. But in his first season last year with UAB, he had 14 and a half tackles for loss, eight sacks. Like he is a like guy who's going to pop off the screen and is a future NFL guy. I really encourage everybody to watch him when you have the chance. Also, from the UAB side of things, Tyler Johnson was one of the better quarterbacks in college football two seasons ago in 2018. He had some interception issues um, last year that kind of plagued the team all year. 
But if he can kind of get that under control, he's one of the best deep ball throwers in the nation. And I think this is a really interesting opportunity for fans to look at UAB, which is a really talented team made up, honestly, of a lot of pieces from former FBS rosters. And they can be really good again this season and uh, just a lot of NFL talent on the field. So that'll be uh, Thursday, September 3rd. And we're highlighting that so much. That's our first FBS game of the entire season featuring an FBF, FBS team with UAB. When you look at that September 5th slate, what which game stands out to you? I've, I've got SMU at Texas State Circle. Texas State's not any good. Uh, their, their coach, though, Jake Spavadol, renowned quarterback guru, he needs to kind of turn things around in San Marcos. We'll see if they can, but SMU's a, a really compelling group of five team. And then, of course, you've got Arkansas State at Memphis. Memphis begins the Ryan Silverfield era, but they've got Brady White at quarterback. They're going to put up big numbers and try to go undefeated. Yeah, that Arkansas State-Memphis game is just really appealing. If you if you like offense, and both of those teams have put up points in bunches the last couple of years, but particularly quarterback play, like it's a really strong game. Um, I think more people are familiar with Brady Wright, who is Memphis's starting quarterback. He's a sixth-year senior, started his career at Arizona State, transferred a couple of years ago, was one of the better passers in the country a season ago. A lot of people wondered if he'd go to the NFL. He opted to come back to Memphis for his final season. Um, he's kind of the centerpiece of what I expect to be one of the better offenses in the country. But on the other side of things, I think it's probably a name less people are familiar with. His name is Lane Hatcher. Um, he was a redshirt freshman for Arkansas State last year, kind of a baller, threw for 2,900 yards, 27 touchdowns, 10 INTs, 66% completion rating. Um, PFF College has him as a top 10 quarterback coming into the season. And he's a, he's a pretty interesting story. He was an Alabama walk-on as a freshman in 2018, um, transferred to Arkansas State in the offseason, won the job in fall camp, and then really kind of emerged as one of the better passers in the country a season ago. Um, he actually had the second-best deep ball accuracy rating of any quarterback besides Joe Burrow last season. So that kid can freaking spin it. And if you like, if you like good quarterback play, and I think that's all we're looking for, from a game like this in prime time on Saturday in week zero, like this is the game for you. Absolutely. So that's Lane Hatcher, you said? Lane Hatcher, yeah. Lane Hatcher, For, that's, I've never heard that name. Former former Alabama walk-on, yeah. He uh, came in in the same class, and if I'm doing my math correctly, that would have been Paul Tyson's class. But uh, yeah, went to Arkansas State last year in 2019 and really made some noise. Interesting stuff. It, you mentioned it, Labor Day. We're used to having college football on Labor Day, so I was pleased that we had that confirmed BYU at Navy. What's BYU's schedule looking like this year? The, the independent, but yeah, re, that's, that's from Annapolis Reese Davis. Cause, cause Chris Fowler is going to be calling the U S open. I believe Kirk Herb street, Allison Williams on the sidelines that will, I think you said it hearing Herb street's voice on a Monday night on labor day after a nice long three day weekend. I think that's going to be a really healing moment for a lot of us. Like, I'm not even, I'm kind of joking, but that's like, that's what we've been waiting for. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Kirk Herbstreet, like I think way back in March was kind of the guy that first started to cast doubt on the season. Yep. Um, and now like four months later, he's going to be calling a football game and that's just really cool to see. That's um, six months, by the way. It's I don't I don't want you it, to short sell how long this has been. Yeah, six has months. It's been six months. Jeez. I mean it's by been, September, it's been a long yeah. Season. 
Yeah. Hey, math has never been my strong suit. That's why, that's why I went the journalism route. Uh, but yeah, it'll be really cool. Reese Davis on the call as well. Um, I don't think college game day is going to be on the road, but who knows? Um, maybe they'll end up. I don't think in- not this weekend, but they do. They would like to college game. day would like to go to campuses and then just do like a no fans thing. I'll so be, I would be like, really interested I, to see I would works. probably, if I was in wait a week or two, you know what I mean? Like I, the last thing you want is the optics on week one. You go to the best location you go to and, and the fans show up, even though you tell a closed location on campus would be cool. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they waited a few weeks. Is Navy yeah. BYU like th- these are two brand names, honestly, uh, kind of. Why is this a compelling game and why is this worth us watching despite the fact that it's on prime time? Well, with Navy, anytime I personally, as a football guy, like the triple options, it's really fun to watch. Like it's so unique and kind of this time of college athletics, very few teams run it. And to just kind of see the way Navy runs that year after year, is just really impressive. Um, it's a thing of beauty. And honestly, it's, it's one of the best parts of every college football Saturday, just kind of flipping army or Navy on and seeing the option work, but like from a BYU perspective and BYU schedule is very piecemeal at this point. I think they only have five and ounce, six and ounce games. One of them being against North Alabama, um, BYU's offensive or defensive coordinator was asked, um, like last week on a conference call, um, had he had any experience defending the triple option and he like very bluntly in like very few words, I think he said, essentially, I have zero experience defending the triple option. Next question. Um, and they have two games back to back against Navy and Army to start the year. So that's going to be a world of a challenge for uh, the Cougar defense. And they weren't particularly good against the run last season either. I think they were like 76 nationally in yards allowed per play. So I'll be, I'm certainly very interested to see how BYU stacks up in week one, especially without a ton of time to prepare for this game as this game kind of came together later in this offseason. So Navy could get out to a really strong start here. It'll be fun to see. Yeah, I mean, the midshipmen have to replace Malcolm Perry, but that's that's a pretty tough game one for BYU, especially given this offseason. And who knows what their practices have been like. Do you have everyone at the same time? You know, you it, it, I, I, a socially distanced practice, so or, or, or it's not conducive to learning how to tra- stop the triple option when you've got <laughs> nine guys all in one scrum. So... If I'm a betting man, I might take Navy in the points there. Well, no, this is this is one of my favorite podcasts we've done all off season. Even though we're just kind of you know rambling about games and, oh, and wait, players wait. and teams. What before we move on, let's let's stop at Louisiana Monroe and Troy because like everybody should know about Carlton Marshall. Uh, okay, who's that? Troy's, he's Troy's off ball linebacker. He kind of plays on the weak side. Uh, he's like built like a bowling ball. If you've never seen him, he's five nine two sixteen. He just looks squat and swole but he's kind of a freak athlete he had 136 tackles last season 15 tackles for loss and three interceptions he was one of just like 15 players in the last 20 years to have 100 plus tackles and three interceptions plus at least 15 tackles for loss he does everything well and without Micah Parsons playing this season he has a pretty strong claim to be one of if not the best kind of off-ball linebacker in the country so that's a name people should be familiar with as well I think he's a future NFL guy for uh, Troy. Wow. Yeah, it's, I, I think the week one, week zero, whatever this is, compelling pitch, honestly always is the players to watch, right? 
because you look at you, in a normal offseason, Arkansas State at Memphis, it's kind of whatever. But if you can find, oh, those are two really good quarterbacks against each other, or hey, Troy's got a fun linebacker, Louisiana Monroe is a fun running back. That's that's what when it's worth watching. Or North Texas plays Houston Baptist. It's not going to be a fun game at all. But the Mean Green have to replace a, a star quarterback in Mason Fine, and, and what's a a pivotal year for Seth Luttrell. So, yeah, those little storylines. Like I, I think that we're over the next week probably going to be hammering those home and doing a pretty good job of covering that on 24 seven. I know next week at some point you'll have a what to watch in, in week zero, but this is a, this is a pretty good appetizer for me. Yeah. And we'll, we'll have an interview with Shane Bouchelle as well that I encourage people to check out uh, next week, kind of to preview oh. the weekend slate. So yeah, we got lots of good stuff uh, coming up in 24 seven sports, just talking football. It'll Sugar nice. Shane. Sugar Shane. All right, Chris Hummer. Thanks so much for joining us today on the college football daily. We are so excited that college football is back. Uh, we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Hope the good news keeps coming for Chris, for our producer, Tony Levitt. I'm Trey Scott. See you next time.